You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Hello. 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 That was terrible. <laughs> well, it was good, unrehearsed. Nice harmonics we got coming for you today. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's, it's so exciting. That's why we had to give you such a musical intro. <laughs> this is our 50th episode. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? Of ridiculous Romance. 25 weeks yeah. of, uh, of these crazy stories. Yeah. I feel like I've learned a lot. What have you learned? Oh, my God. Uh, in this time. That... Um, some people through history lie <laughs> and record their rumors as there fact. There you go. You know what? Uh, honestly, I've, one thing, one lesson that I've taken from this is that similar, basically what you just said is that history is uh, a manipulative tool. Yeah. And you can really uh, stick it to someone, especially in earlier times right when there where, was like one person recording yeah. everything <laughs> you'd be like oh really you looked at me funny so you know what i'm gonna change your entire legacy yeah. in this book i'm writing tonight turns out you're ugly now <laughs> <laughs> and everyone laughs at your stupid face it's historically documented mm-hmm. they'll be talking about it on a podcast two thousand years <laughs> from now <laughs> and also that uh so much of history was shaped by the uh, mistresses of, <laughs> of various rulers. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. And people are weird. Oh, my God. People are, are so really, weird. really weird. Yep. And I think sometimes we forget that because yeah. we're, we're very, like, thinking about our own mainstream. But, right. like, people are fucking weird. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> so thanks for sticking with us for 50 episodes. Yeah. Telling your friends. Obviously, your neighbors, your uncles, uncles, your aunts. Yeah, you know. You know, but don't stop there. I don't want to let the song limit you. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> until you're bringing to the show, yeah. So, yeah, invite anyone, your next door group. Sure, uh, your, yeah. Your Facebook neighborhood. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm not on one of those. Tell them all. Tell them all. Tell your enemies. Yeah. And your, uh, tell that 
multi-level marketing group from your Perfect. high school friends. Mm-hmm. Tell them all. <laughs> so we're excited to have you for this episode. We've, it's been an exciting week here in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it has. Don't know if you heard, but we kind of won the World Series. Sort of won that one. You know, the World Series of I, people that, who only play in this country. In this country basically, <laughs> we get or some this of the continent? yeah, we get some like Toronto, yeah, Blue Jays, yeah, right? Right. I don't know how it works. I don't either. Y'all know how we are as sports. Y'all know. We are we casual supporters. <laughs> yeah. Right. We did a Jackie Robinson episode. <laughs> you know how much we know about baseball. But it was exciting because, well, we cut the cable cord a while ago, so we don't get live sports here. Mm -hmm. But we were out to dinner uh, for game six, and we happened to be watching the only part of the game of the entire World Series that we saw, (laughs) or really the entire baseball season, was when Solaire hit that home run. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm just saying... It's That's the only good... time we were watching, and it was a hell of a home it, run. Sort of. You know, you're welcome, Yeah, is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome that we went and got Mexican food that night. Yes. And they had the game on the television. Uh-huh. You're welcome to everybody but, uh, of course, Houston. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Houston. Yeah. Well, we've got a sporty story for you today mm-hmm. rooted in competition. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. We can tie this in. I was like, in. isn't the Pirates a baseball team? The Pittsburgh Pirates are a baseball team. <gasps> wow. Look at me with the trivia. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about pirates today. And this is the story of the most successful pirate in history, or at least one of, a woman named Chung Yi Sao. A woman? A woman? Yes, and her first marriage was for power, but her second marriage was... Also for power. Oh, well, there you go. But maybe also for love. It's possible. That's sweet. Let's find out. You want to find out about some Chinese pirates? Let's set sail. Mm. Hey there, friends, come listen well. Eli and Diana got some stories to tell. There's no matchmaking or romantic tips. It's just about ridiculous relationships. A lover might be any type of person at all. An abstract concept or a concrete wall. But if there's a story worth a second glance, we'll put it in a show ridiculous romance. A production of iHeartRadio. In the 1790s, China and Vietnam were at war. All right, because in 1771, the Tai Shun brothers had started a peasant uprising against the lords of northern and southern Vietnam, and they overthrew them. And then they divided the country into three equal parts, and they each took over one okay, amongst so you've themselves. Got three brothers, mm-hmm. one of them each ruling a different part of Vietnam. Exactly. Okay. And so they were kind of like feeling like, great, everything's coming up Tai Shun. But before they had really even established their control Uh fully, one of the overthrown Lord's sons went on, came back to Vietnam uh, from exile in Thailand and rallied his own army to overthrow them back again. Basically, (laughs) he was like, oh, no. So he like controls the undo. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) coming back taking this back i want my land back right now okay and not only mine but everyone else's yeah while i'm at it and so years of battle ensued there's this whole civil war going on between win on and the taishan brothers mm. and the taishan monarchy started relying more and more on chinese pirates to fight for them uh, okay meanwhile win on had a bunch of allies from laos from Siam and from Qing China. Okay. China was ruled by the Qing dynasty at that time. So it was known as Qing China. Yeah, so the Taishan, they've got their army of Chinese pirates. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And Win On has, like, everybody else. A coalition, (laughs) a rainbow coalition of Southeast Asia. Exactly. Official governments. Pretty much, Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so one of the Chinese pirates that was fighting for Taishan was named Chen Yi. And he was actually from a long line of pirates dating back to the Ming Dynasty. So this was a real family business. <laughs> My father was a pirate and his father <laughs> and his him. father's father's father. <laughs> we are all buccaneers. <laughs> and so he was fighting as a privateer on his cousin Chun Chi's fleet. So Chun Yi is a pirate who's fighting on his cousin's fleet. Yeah. Chun Chi owns the fleet, the fleet of ships mm-hmm. and they're fighting in favor of Taishan. Of the Taishan brothers. That's right. Yeah. Against the Chinese. Mm-hmm. And went on. Yeah. So in 1798, 
Chun Yi kidnapped a 15-year-old boy named Chung Po Tsai. Now, he was the son of a Tonkin fisherman, and Chun Yi pressed him into piracy. Yeah. He's like, you're coming with me. Mm-hmm. Welcome aboard. You're a pirate now. <laughs> Except he didn't have that Irish <laughs> pirate accent because he's from China. Right. Okay. But we're not doing that accent. <laughs> no, that definitely would be not. very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this was actually a pretty common thing to happen among pirates and navies, actually. If mm-hmm. you remember our episode about Robert Culliford and John Swan, yes. um, it wasn't uncommon for the Navy to basically snatch you up and force you to sail and fight with them. Guess what you're doing now? Yeah. Working for me. (laughs) It doesn't pay well and you won't eat well either. Welcome (laughs) aboard. (laughs) Ah, life at sea. Ah, I can't wait. (laughs) So speaking of that episode, here's the thing about Chun Yi and Chiang Po Tsai. Some sources claim that they were actually lovers and that Chun Yi kidnapped Chiang and adopted him just because he wasn't allowed to marry him. So he's like, so we can't get married. I'm just going to snatch you up. And if I, quote, kidnap you, now we're together. Mm-hmm. This this way it's okay. Like, that's better than them getting married, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and again, this was another thing that was common among sailors at the time. Although, Speculation Station, mm-hmm. this might have been less common in China because there was no superstition against having women on ships like there was in the West. Right. In the Western pirates and navies, you couldn't have a woman aboard the ship. So there was a lot more, uh, you know, alleged homosexual activity going on on board on these ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also wasn't allowed, but it was. Pirates allowed it, but navies right. didn't. Yeah. So it's hard to say if that was the source of their relationship here or if they were just into each other. Yeah. But Chung Po Tsai became a pirate and though he was not born into piracy like Chun Yi was, he was totally good at it. He had, mm-hmm. had a natural talent. He adapted well to his life at sea, and he rose quickly in the ranks. That might be because there was a lot of room for promotion. <laughs> because uh, Tai Shun and their forces had started out really strong, yeah. but Win On was kind of decimating them at this point Whoops. in in the war. And by February 1801, one of the bloodiest battles of all had had ensued, and the mm. Taishan forces were getting a little worried because they had not performed well right, perhaps at that right. battle. Around this time, Chun Yi starts to hear some rumors about this real shrewd, savvy prostitute in a Cantonese floating brothel named Shi Yang. Mm. Now, Shi Yang was 26 years old. She had a very wealthy, politically connected clientele. Uh-huh. And some of these fellas like to talk after sex. I'm t- this is what I'm saying. These, these ladies, these man. These ladies come in and they've got the power. Oh, they yeah. If, if they got the brain to use it, right. oh, yeah, yeah. Or to yeah. recognize that they have perhaps a position of power right. that seems powerless. Because, I mean, Marguerite Alibert. Okay. Uh, obviously, Madame Pompadour. Uh-huh. Hiram Sultan. Hiram Sultan, totally. Yeah, several concubines. I mean, we have a few more coming up probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, these guys are talking during pillow talk, you know, after they've been satisfied, I guess. Uh-huh. And she be- had become pretty notorious for being really good at collecting up these scraps of information and uh-huh. these little secrets and using them to wield power over people and, uh-huh. and get more influence and probably money and sell them and, you know, just make shit happen. This guy's lying on the bed one night. He's like, oh, that was a pretty good time, lady. Boy, oh, well, time for me to get back to the fleet of ships I'm sailing into a secret bay tomorrow. Mm. (laughs) Well, good thing you won't tell anyone about it. You're just a woman I have sex with. Right? (laughs) She's like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. You're just a lowly prostitute on a floating brothel. What can you do? Right. And then he leaves and she picks up the phone. She's like, hey, I got some info for you if you got the cash. And he's like, where did this phone come from? I was about to say. It's... Very early. It's only 1798. I also invented the telephone. Wow. But I could only talk to myself. (laughs) (laughs) So Chun Yi liked the sound of this uh, powerful, smart lady. Mm -hmm. And he proposed to her, proposed to marry her. Oh. 
This is most likely a business move because, again, he's probably in a romantic or at least a sexual relationship with his adopted son, Chiang Po Tsai. Right. Okay. So he's uh, not like. It's not like he's. Oh, fell I in need love to marry you. I love you so much. She's like, mm-hmm. I already got somebody, but you seem like a smart person to wed. Yes, and yeah. you know, I'm, a speculation station again. I'm thinking, you know, this war is not going well. Chen Yi might be looking to his future, and mm-hmm. he's like, I need somebody, you know, real smart next to me who yeah. can do the things I can't do, is good at the things I'm not good at. Right. And was kind of like, mm, this bitch has what I'm looking for. Okay, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Hope you don't mind if we get married, but I am sleeping with my adopted son. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I mean, that sounds like your own business. <laughs> so, yeah, basically he's like, hey, you know, I like intrigue. You like intrigue. I like boats. You like boats. <laughs> Why not let's consolidate some power together, <laughs> you know? And Shi Yang is like, oh, hell yes, this is, you know, exactly probably what she would want to do with her uh-huh. life. But on one condition, uh-huh. she said she wanted a contract drawn up, like formal paper, signed, con- witness Notarized, contract. yeah. Yeah, fully, like, filed away somewhere. Uh-huh. That said she got an equal 50% control and share of everything they did. Oh, smart lady. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, Chen Yi was probably like, yes, that is a very smart and savvy and shrewd move. This is exactly what I was looking for. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) I didn't mean to me. (laughs) Yeah. And so he totally signed that prenup. (laughs) And they both adopted Cheng Po Tsai as as her stepson, his adopted son, and heir. So he would be the next in line, you know. Okay. And she became known as... Chen Yi Sao, which means Chen Yi's wife, basically. Wow. Very descriptive name. Wow. <laughs> which is so funny because she's known for his name, but she's much more powerful than him, actually. Right. <laughs> ah, patriarchies around the world and across time. So beautiful. <laughs> so only a year later, now it's 1802, Win On is totally mowing down the Taishan fleets. Mm-hmm. And he's beheading generals, and he's parading prisoners through the streets. In June, he was crowned Emperor Xiaolong. But right after the ceremony, he goes to finish the job by entering Hanoi, the capital city. You know, you gotta storm the capital if you're gonna take over. On the way there, he encounters Chun Chi, who, remember, is the cousin who owns the fleet that Chun Yi is working for. Mm -hmm. And Chun Chi's got 40 pirate junks. A pirate junk is like a type of Chinese pirate ship, Mm -hmm. like a vessel, a junk. Um, I kind of love it. Oh, yeah. Get on my pirate junk. Get aboard the junk. (laughs) (laughs) I got got 800 junks. 40 junks coming straight for you. Um, I hit him right in the junks. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, right in the junks. (laughs) So went on. Marches into Hanoi, but Chun Chi and his 40 pirate junks are waiting there. But it's not enough. Mm-mm. Chun Chi gets captured and executed. Damn. Win On, who's now the emperor, takes over Hanoi. And by July, he's unified the entire country of Vietnam for the first time in centuries. Pretty good. So it's all over for the Taishan faction. Uh, things aren't looking good for the Chinese pirates. Chun Yi had actually been quick to take over. After his cousin Chung Chi had been executed, mm-hmm. he came in and was like, I'll take control of the pirates. We're going to SpongeBob the hell out of Vietnam <laughs> back to China. And in 1803, Chun Yi and Chun Yi Sao had their first child, a son named Chun Ying Shi. Man, it's crazy to think about pirating around, doing crazy shit, and you're pregnant. <laughs> oh, right? Like, what? Right? <laughs> That's insane. And yeah, as as we said, as soon as as soon as his cousin Chun Chi had died, Chun Yi took over the forty pirate junks. So he mm-hmm. had a pretty respectable fleet when he got back home in the South China Sea. Yeah, I'll take that junk. Thank you very much. <laughs> One man's junk is another man's junk. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, there were actually kind of a lot of competing Cantonese pirate fleets just kind of running around, bouncing off each other. Yeah. But fortunately, Chen Yi Sao was a very capable organizer and consolidator. And so together, they managed to unify all these rival fleets into one giant pirate confederation. Wow. And each fleet signed an agreement in 1805. Basically, to like work together, they would have a big shared booty 
hole. (laughs) (laughs) One big shared booty hole. I mean, I guess I see why they didn't call it that. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you found some more treasure? Well, go put it in the booty hole. (laughs) Anyway, they were basically like, we want to become too big to fail, okay? So we can do that together. Let's all sign this agreement. And there were six fleets, and they were known by the colors of their flags. Mm. There was the black flag fleet, blue, white, yellow, and purple. And the largest fleet of all, commanded by Chen Yi and his wife, Chen Yi Sao, was the red flag fleet. And they were one of the most powerful pirate fleets in all of China. Dope. So they're pirating around for a couple years, like you do. Mm -hmm. And together they have another son, Cheng Xiongxi in 1807. But then tragedy struck. Uh-oh. Cheng Yi fell overboard during a typhoon. Uh-oh. Some people think that he was deliberately murdered by Cheng Yi Sao, his wife, mm-hmm. or maybe even by Cheng Po Tsai, the adopted son. Slash maybe lover. Slash maybe lover. Uh, some say that it was totally an accident. These things happen. It's the life on the sea. Right. You know, the right. dangers of a typhoon. Mm-hmm. A lot of people surely thrown overboard during storms. But either way, Chun Yi was dead. And Chun Yi Sao had to act fast if she wanted to hang on to the reins of control of this massive pirate fleet. Fortunately, she was already good at consolidating power. Mm-hmm. And she had helped create this confederation of pirates after all. So she was quick to win support of Guo Podai, who was the commander of the second largest faction, the Black Flag Fleet. Mm. Fun fact, Guo Podai was also abducted and pressed into piracy at a young age by Cheng Yi. And then years later, Cheng Yi gave him a captive girl as his bride and then put him in command of his own fleet. So Cheng Yi out here just setting up pirates left and right. (laughs) Right. I'll kidnap you. You're a pirate. I'll kidnap you. (laughs) Tag, you're a pirate now. Tag, you're a pirate. And he's just making pirates all day long. Yeah. Cheng Yi's nephew and Cheng Chi's son also supported her, which of course helped a lot too. So a lot of family support, a lot of other pirates coming in and saying, yes, this lady knows what she's doing. I will follow her, you know, through the seas. Mm -hmm. She can have all my junk. (laughs) Uh, I will put my junk in her booty hole any day. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) that's how how she became the world's most powerful pirate. (laughs) Oh my God. You know, you know, we script some things on this show, <laughs> and some just happen in those magical moments. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. So overscripting is never the answer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but attentive listeners might remember that Cheng Po Tsai was named the heir of, yeah. of Chen Yi. When they so, got married. Right. When they adopted him. When they, well, yeah, when they got together and adopted him. So, you know... What, what did he feel about all this? <laughs> Her right. trying to take power. Usually the son who's coming into power is not so happy about some... Adopted you know, mom. Yeah. Running around. Right. Well, not in this case. He was on her side right away. Oh, damn. And in fact, <laughs> within weeks of Chen Yi's death, they took their relationship from the fleets to the sheets. What? And became lovers. Oh, okay. So... Mm. Uh, now that my adoptive dad lover is dead, <laughs> I'll swing into bed with adoptive mom. Why not? And actually, some speculated that they had already been sleeping together before Chen Yi oh, ever died. What? So speculation station, I have, yeah. I have to ask because you know I'm nasty. If Chen Yi was doing Chiang Po Tsai and Chen uh-huh. Yi Sao was also doing Chiang Po Tsai. Uh-oh. Do you think they ever mixed it up a little oh. bit? Got it together, all three of them. I mean, hanging out in one ship. I don't know. You Close know, quarters. A life on the sea will do strange things. <laughs> or do you think that it was strictly like strange bedfellows? He never knew that they had a relationship. Like they kept it a secret maybe, from Chen Yi. Maybe as well. I don't know. Who knows? I but know. I will. I will. Uh, there's a second train in speculation station right now because <laughs> I want to ask if Chung Po Tsai and Cheng Yi Sao were sleeping together, stands to reason that Cheng Yi's death might have not been such That's an accident. so true. It, is, you know, it makes Let's that Let's get murder. the old man out of the way. 
Uh huh. Uh, Makes know. the murder look more likely for sure. Who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, they never went in front of a jury about it. Nope. Because they're pirates. <laughs> yeah, they made their own jury and yes. then <laughs> ah, <not laughs> guilty. themselves. What a surprise. <laughs> So, yeah, so anyway, Chung, probably because they were already doing it and had planned this out together (laughs) from the get, in my opinion, they kind of worked out the situation where Chung Po Tsai became the commander of the Red Flag Fleet. He was in charge of the largest contingent of ships, and that was his his deal. Right. Where Chun Yi Sao took over operations for pretty much the entire confederation. Oh, gotcha. So he was like her second in command, yeah, you could say. Yeah. And a report from 1810 to the Chinese government said, quote, Chung Po Tsai obeyed Chun Yi Sao's orders and consulted her in all things before acting. Wow, all right. So she was like really in charge. Like this, this was her show. So somebody comes up and is like, Chung Po Tsai, will you lend us three ships? He's like, uh, I have to ask my mom first. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask her next time we're in bed. <laughs> Whatever the situation over there is. And the other pirates are like, yeah, I'm not going to ask. I'm not. I'm not just, even yeah, you just, that. you just tell me. <laughs> just give me a yesterday no tomorrow. Let me know at your convenience. <laughs> but that means that she was in charge of over 1,800 pirate ships, this was 1,000 large vessels and 800 smaller ships and junks, and an estimated 80,000 pirates oh at God. the height of her power. Wow. That's insane fleet. For comparison, the infamous Blackbeard, who you may have heard of, uh-huh. he commanded four ships and 300 pirates. Wow. I mean, it doesn't even compare. No, that's huge. This makes her one of the most successful pirates in history. That's wild. I mean, 80,000 people, 1,800 ships. You got to wonder, right? It begs a question. How big was her booty hole <laughs> at this point? It had to be pretty friggin' big to hold all that. Yeah. I mean, the entire South China Seas was in there. <laughs> She's like, don't you worry about my booty hole, baby. <laughs> Got it under control. I got it locked down tight. <laughs> and I know you're on the edge of your seat, but we've got to take a break. We'll be right back with more. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com. 
where America goes to hire. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you could give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day savings event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Welcome back to the show, everybody. They got noticeably more active after Cheng Yi Sao and Chiang Po Tsai took over. In 1808, they ambushed two different factions of the Chinese provincial fleet, basically wiping out half of their forces. Mm. This gave them access to the Pearl River, which basically meant that they could reach a whole bunch of towns and villages and just go in and take all their shit. Because don't forget, they're pirates. Uh, I mean, yeah. And I also want to say, this additionally makes me think that they did murder Chen Yi. Oh, yeah. Because they were more active. So it's like a couple years went by after they made this confederation, and it seems like they didn't do much in that time. Yeah. So maybe they were like, let's get rid of this boomer and get it going <laughs> up in active. here. <laughs> yeah, no offense so. to boomers. It was just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, of course, was a big problem for the Chinese government. Mm-hmm. They got all these towns getting ransacked by pirates. Pirates were a major disruption to shipping. And most of the Chinese Navy was basically merchant ships that weren't like equipped or trained to fight pirates, Mm-mm. which honestly is probably why the pirate fleet had such an easy time taking over and crushing them so quickly, right. and getting access to the river in the first place. Mm-hmm. But the provincial force, the Chinese Navy was not gonna back down. In 1809, a hundred ships commanded by Sun Chin Mo attacked a small faction of pirates, probably thinking he could wipe them out easily. But then they called on their old buddies, the Pirate Confederation for backup. So the red flag and the white flag fleets showed up and just handily took care of Sun Chinmo's force and sent them a run-in. Mm-hmm. Or sailing, I guess. I, sure, sailing. <laughs> sailing the, takes you away. Yes. <laughs> the, the water version of running. Um, but a few days later, the Qing fleet wiped out the entire white flag fleet and killed the pirate commander. Oops. But it did cost them 25 ships that they lost in the process. So White Fleet put up a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. So that's kind of a bummer. They got one of their whole fleets wiped out or whatever. Yeah. But even so, Chen Yi Sao is like all business. Mm-hmm. She's like, we still got shit to do. We are about to raid the shit out of everything. Mm. And basically, she like, I imagine her sweeping a bunch of shit off a desk. <laughs> <laughs> Opening a big map of, yes. the, of the Pearl River. Right. And then she's like, listen, I'm taking my fleet to this city. We're going to sack this city. Uh-huh. Chung Po Tsai, you take the red flag fleet, get this city taken care of and all the villages on the way. Mm-hmm. And Guo Po Dai, you take the black flag fleet, get this province, take care of all those villages. Mm-hmm. Raid, raid, raid. Fill that booty hole. Blue, you're over here. <laughs> <laughs> Blue, you're over here. Red, you're over here. Yeah. White, you're up here. It's a whole game of risk she's got planned exactly. out on the map here. Yeah. And the Black Flag fleet spent six weeks working their way along the waterways of the Pearl River, raiding towns and villages, and killed an estimated 10,000 people. Oh, that's no fun. 
Yeesh! And Cheng Po Tsai, meanwhile, completely destroyed an entire town. He killed 2,000 inhabitants. This is this has turned from fun piracy to real piracy, and I, I don't like it. I know, right? <laughs> You're like, I was all about you, this girl boss, until yeah. she started murdering people. <laughs> and then Cheng Yi Sao took command of 500 ships. They raided a bunch more. They captured people. They were taking shit. They're burning shit down. You know, pirate stuff. Right. Ah, oh, pirates. Bloody pirates. Bloody, bloody pirates. <laughs> okay, but here's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. One of the ways the Pirate Confederation was unified, they all came together to get on the same page, which doesn't sound like pirates to no. me, but they put together a code of conduct. Hmm. And often, Chung Yi Sao is credited with writing this code. Although firsthand testimonies written by Chinese people from the time say it was actually Chiang Po Tsai who came up with it. Mm. Mostly this misattribution comes from a white guy who wrote a book about pirates and then either sort of mistranslated or maybe he was just more interested in selling books than getting the facts <laughs> straight. And he thought like, oh, Lady Pirate, that'll sell well. Totally. That's a good story. Mm-hmm. Regardless, whoever wrote it, the code was this. One, if any pirate goes privately on shore, he shall be taken, his ears mutilated, and he will be paraded around the fleet and executed. Damn. So don't go to shore by yourself. Hell no. No little personal visits. Uh-uh. You bring a buddy. Yeah. Well, I think you had to get permission. I yeah, was probably, yeah, it was absolutely. Just, yeah, like, I need to know where the fuck you are. Yeah. And if you don't, if I don't know where you are, I'm going to find out where you are uh-huh. and then put you in a grave then... so I'll always know where you are. <laughs> <laughs> After I screw up your ears. God. <laughs> Number two. Not the least thing shall be taken privately from the stolen and plundered goods. All shall be registered. The pirate receives for himself out of ten parts only two. Eight parts belong to the storehouse, called the general fund, and those who steal anything out of this general fund shall be executed. So hands off my booty hole. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I guess general fund is a little more professional. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know. Who wants to be professional? Not I. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) So number three, women captured from villages shall not be harmed or harassed. All women captives shall be registered, their place of origin recorded, and be given separate quarters. Those pirates who rape or commit adultery with the women captives shall be executed. Now this so that, is this is unique. What a what a nice moral code of conduct there. They're like kill ten thousand people all day, <laughs> but if you rape one lady, you're dead. <laughs> you're dead. They're like thanks. I I love it. Progressive question mark. I mean for pirates, for yeah, pirates, yeah. And that is pretty progressive. I What's guess. a human life? But <laughs> you know, the consent is still key here, guys. Mm-hmm. We're pirates. Come on, guys. We're not, not a bunch monsters. of barbarians. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Now, some sources include additions to this code, such as, for example, if the woman was a willing participant in sex with a pirate, she would also be put to death. (laughs) So if they're like, if you sleep with a lady consensually, you're both dead. So weird. That is so strange. Why would you punish her for being like, this pirate's hot. I think I'm going to fuck him. But if the pirate wanted to marry a captive woman, he could do that. And she would become a full member of the crew. So you can marry these ladies and then you can sleep with them. But none of, none of this, none of this out of wedlock sex. <laughs> no, nope. I really wonder what that's about. That's why I'm like, I'm not sure that's true because I don't know. It just seems like such a weird thing to make a distinction. They're like, between... you can't go around just, you know, swing your dick all around all over town <laughs> in every port. <laughs> you want to you want to have sex. Mm-hmm. You do it the old fashioned way. You get married. Yeah. We would commit. Yeah. You know, you have a little over the clothes action, then you get married. (laughs) (laughs) They were, you know, it was all about commitment, right? That's what the whole treaty was. I guess so. That's true. They were like, like, no floozies. That might actually, you know what? That might be it. Is it just like, if you just have sex with her, she could leave and escape and run off. If you marry her, she's part of the crew and we can trust her more. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe it was that. Yeah. Yeah, and encouraging encouraging the crew to grow too. True. I mean, that's yeah, like you said, you've got more people uh, mm-hmm. instead. If you want to sleep with her, that's true. That's incentivizing us to grow our fleet. Very true. So maybe that's it. That was just like, yeah. if you want to sleep with her, you can, but you better marry and her. And if they get married, more likely to have kids, and they can yeah, raise them in piracy. in piracy. You know, they're creating their own country here, basically. I see it. <laughs> For real. 
Now, villages that submitted to the pirates and paid tribute were spared and, and protected. And any pirate who raided a protected village would be hunted down and put to death. Yeah. But It's like a mafia thing. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> you want a little protection? You know you gotta pay. <laughs> but villages that resisted had their homes burned and all of their men killed. And then the village leader would be nailed to the dock by his feet and beaten to death. Ouch! Ooh. Really, just the... Again, the moral code of conduct is all over the place here. <laughs> it's just like, that's good. That's bad. That's good. That's bad. <laughs> then if they captured a ship, the sailors aboard could either live and join the Confederation, or, of course, option B was always execution. Yeah. <laughs> but you got an option, okay? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's more than some would do. I hate a two-party system. In October of 1809, Sun Chin Mo had gotten the provincial army back to full strength. So he kind of tried again. You know, he tried to step up to the red flag fleet and take them down once and for all. But Cheng Po Tsai crushed him yet again wow. like a fly. Yeah, really just embarrassing. The same guy keeps beating him over and over. He's really holding a grudge. Right. <laughs> I imagine he's got like a portrait of Cheng Po Tsai and <laughs> yeah. Cheng Yi Sao, and he's throwing darts at him every yeah. day or something. One day I'll get you. And he sees him again, and he pulls his pants down. It's like, no, he got me again. <laughs> Cheng Po Tsai. Damn pirates. <laughs> So yeah, at this point, the Chinese imperial and provincial governments are starting to get a little desperate, sure. all right? They're not doing well against this giant pirate confederation. Yeah. So they're like, I guess we'll finally get over our dislike of quote-unquote foreign barbarians. And they started talking to the Portuguese. Oh. Because, you know, a lot of countries had a lot of interest in the South China Sea and yeah. the trade supply routes and everything. Sure. So the Portuguese are out there. East India Company's out there. You know, they so they kind of were looking around. They're like, I see other allies that we just haven't talked to because they're not Chinese. So right. let's maybe get over ourselves and go talk to them. And the Portuguese were like, oh, yes, please. We are so on board for this because... Chinese South pirates had uh, earlier captured a Portuguese governor's ship and totally ransacked it and took all their stuff. <laughs> so they're a little embarrassed, too. Yeah. And they're like, yes, please, we want payback so badly. They saw their opportunity in November when Chen Yi Sao suddenly left the Pearl River with just a few ships. And she harbored at Tung Chung Bay to make repairs. And so they're like, oh, this is a perfect time to take down uh -huh. this pirate queen. We could destabilize her whole confederation because she's in charge of it. She's all alone out there with just a couple ships. So the Portuguese sent like a few ships kind of just to harass her, freak her out. And she immediately signaled for help from Chiang Po Tsai. Mm. He immediately heads out to join her. He arrives the next day, but he didn't see any Portuguese ships anywhere. Everything looked fine. So he's like, I guess I'll weigh anchor and do some repairs myself while mm -hmm. we're in this peaceful bay. And that's when six big-ass Portuguese ships showed up and blockaded Chen Yi Sao and Cheng Po Tsai within the bay. So they couldn't get anywhere. Damn. And of course they tried to counterattack and break free, but the wind was not on their side, so they could not really do anything. They were just kind of sitting there. And then a couple weeks later, 93 more ships show up from the provincial fleet. And guess who's at the helm? Their old friend, Sun Chen Mo. Oh, no. So they got the Portuguese <laughs> sitting there being like, <laughs> we got you, bitch. And then Sun Chin Mo shows up and he's like, <laughs> I got you, bitch, he's finally. Like, I got suspenders on this time. You're not <laughs> pulling my pants down. <laughs> but then a couple days later, the pirates captured one of Sun's ships and killed all 74 men on board. Oops. <laughs> Sun Chin Mo is getting pissed at this point. They were basically just in like a standoff. And Sun Chin Mo is getting impatient now, so he converted 43 of his ships into fire ships. Sounds dope cool. as hell. It's exactly what you think. He filled them with gunpowder and other combustibles, and they set them on fire on purpose and shoved them off towards enemy lines. The idea is that the ships will either set the enemy ships on fire or at least make them panic and kind of scatter, break formation a little, and then they'd be easier to pick off one by one. 
But the pirates, like, they saw these slow-moving, flaming <laughs> ships coming towards them, and they just, like, moved out of the way or, <laughs> or managed to divert them towards the shore. And then they extinguished the fires, broke up the ships, and used it for firewood. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks for the firewood, Sun Chin Mo. I guess that's kind of what Sun Chin Mo was using them for at that right. point, so why not? He's shaking his fist. He's like, damn you. And then his pants fall down. <laughs> no! So poor Suchin Mo. Where is this uh, This uh, Marx Brothers movie? <laughs> this Stooges, Three Stooges movie. Right. But just then, the winds changed. And two of Sun Chin Mo's fire ships actually got blown back to the provincial Chinese fleet. And two of his own ships caught fire. Oh, no. He played yourself. Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> Just, this is not going well for this guy. This mm-hmm. is the most like comedically bumbling ship commander in history. <laughs> then the next day, the pirates took full advantage of that wind that's at their backs now, and they blow through, broke out of the blockade, and escaped into the South China Sea. The provincial fleet lost three ships besides the ones that they burned as fire ships, plus at least 74 men. Meanwhile, the pirates, they only lost 40 men and zero ships. Uh. So, bye-bye, Sun Chin Mo. Smell you later. Uh-huh. We're done here. <laughs> He's, this guy can't catch a break. Not at all. Like He is like, you know what? Maybe I should go back home to the country and take up <laughs> yeah. painting. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be a hog farmer. I'm going to be a hog farmer. Something else. He gets back. The pigs are running around. His pants fall down. He's like, no! Bloody piglets! <laughs> but all was not well among the pirate confederation. Oh, okay. So even though they had had this big victory, mm-hmm. it was a little bit hollow. Because Guo Po Dai, the leader of the Black Flag Fleet, had been summoned to come back up the Red Flag Fleet and uh-huh. like help them against the Portuguese sure. and everything. We got a contract. He had refused to show up. Oh, Later that year, he openly battled Chung Po Tsai at the mouth of the Pearl River. Wow. And it turned out he had been negotiating with Bai Ling, who was the viceroy of Liang Guan. So basically, he was like the governor in town. Wait, I thought Bai Ling was the actress from (laughs) (laughs) the Cranked movies. Oh. And I know she was on Lost. Oh, right. She was in the Jack's Tattoo episode. Oh. She was the girl he met as a... Look. She deserves better. Yeah, she. everyone deserves better than that episode, <laughs> and I deserve better than having to watch it. <laughs> well, this is different by Ling. Okay, different by Ling. Different by Ling. Yes. This was the Viceroy. Yeah, and he was kind of the new Viceroy, and he was pretty good at dealing with pirates. Oh, uh, okay, um, okay. But before we get into that, let's take a quick break. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp-to-hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. 
warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. All right, welcome back to the show. In January of 1810, Guo Podai officially surrendered the entire Black Flag fleet to Bai Ling. He was rewarded with the rank of sub-lieutenant. Oh. So now the government had part of Chen Yisao and Chung Po Tsai's confederation on its side, Damn. plus it had already wiped out the entire White Flag fleet earlier. Oof. So this, you know, their confederation is kind of weakening at this point. Yeah, they're losing colors left and right here. <laughs> right. And not only that, but the British had decided to join the fray. They sent ships to help patrol the Pearl River. Bai Ling had also instituted embargoes that were kind of fucking up the pirate supply chains as well and just making things hard for him. And so all of Bai Ling's efforts were really starting to pay off and big names in piracy were being captured and executed. And so they were kind of getting a little nervous. And then finally, the... Kind of the final straw, sort of, was that the imperial government offered amnesty to any pirates who laid down their swords voluntarily. Oh, yeah. So it was a way out, you know, without dying. Yep. And so Chen Yi Sao decided, you know, maybe it's time to negotiate. Okay, okay. So Chiang Po Tsai was sent in first to handle negotiations, and those took place on Chiang Po's flagship with a Portuguese mediator. They decided that they would only submit if they could retain control of 5,000 pirates and 80 ships so that they could enter the salt trade, as well as participate in anti-pirate campaigns. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you, you bring us in to trade salt and we'll fight pirates for you as long as we can still have all our shit. Yeah, we need all our shit so we can have a life after this. Yeah. You know, we yeah. don't want to start from nothing. Yeah, we're not going to go be hog farmers. <laughs> That's for <laughs> others. <laughs> but Bai Ling was like, hell no, I'm not making that deal with you. And then some British ships sailed past the pirate fleet, and that spooked him. That made Chiang Po Tsai think that they were laying some kind of trap, so he just mm-hmm. retreated. Yeah. Got to go. Negotiations are over. Mm-hmm. We'll talk later. So Chiang Yi Sao was like, you know, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Right. So she gathered up a posse of 17 women and children, and she walked unarmed into Bai Ling's office. I imagine it was a bit of a strut more than a walk. Uh, definitely. <laughs> I don't know that this woman knew how to walk without a swagger. Do you True. know what I mean? True. <laughs> She's like, I'm fucking the most successful pirate in history. Uh-huh. Like, I'm about to walk up into your spot with all my ladies at my back. Uh-huh. And we're going to tell you how it's going to be. And just in case, we're surrounded by children, so don't <laughs> shoot at us. <laughs> You'll feel like shit if you do anything. So she steps in there and she starts negotiating with them herself. This time... 
he totally yielded to her demands. <laughs> He's like, whatever you say, lady, mm-hmm. you're real good at this. And by the end of the talks, she had gained clemency for all except 400 of her 17,318 pirates. And only 126 ended up being executed. She and Chung Po would also be allowed to keep all of their ill-gotten gains. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, that is the That is incredible. They were both raised to Chinese nobility, and Chung Po was made a lieutenant in the Chinese Navy and allowed to keep 30 ships for his own fleet. Like, I mean, come on. That's, that's the best deal since Lucy and Desi <laughs> signing over there, uh, getting the rights to reruns. That's like, so true. What a sweet deal. Dope. Mm, Plus only 126 pirates got executed. Do you think that... Out of 17,000? Do you yeah. think that they executed more pirates than, <laughs> than <Yeah>. Biling? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but negotiations almost stalled when Biling demanded that all the vanquished pirates kneel before him in homage. Oh. Like he just wanted to be like, you're fully subjugated now and yeah. you sh- have to show it. Yeah, I want to see it. And Chung Yisao was like, um... <laughs> Did you not notice my ego walk in before me? Because I'm not doing that. We don't do that yeah, here. <laughs> and we, yeah, uh, uh, we don't do that here. <laughs> and Bai Ling was like, okay, well, okay, not all 17,000 plus pirates have to kneel, but you and Chung Po Tsai have to. Mm. I, I need somebody to be humiliated here. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be me for once. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody's happy with this idea, right? Right. They're like, I don't want to kneel. Bai Ling's like, you have to. Chun Yi Sao's like, I have this great deal that's about to break down because nobody wants to get on their knees. Right. So she came up with a solution. Hmm. Traditionally, at the end of a marriage ceremony, the couple would kneel in thanks to the officiant. So Chun Yi Sao was like, how about you dissolve the adoption that made Chung Po Tsai my adopted son and instead <laughs> marry us and then we'll kneel in thanks. You'll get your homage. We'll get what we want. Everybody wins. Amazing. <laughs> and he said, OK. <laughs> and they did that shit. And so Chung Po Tsai and Chun Yi Sao were officially married in April of 1810. They surrendered to Bai Ling with the aforementioned 17,300 and 18 pirates, as well as 226 ships, 1,315 cannons, and 2,798 assorted weapons. <laughs> so can, you can imagine that they were very happy to get their hands on all that. Yeah. And Chen Yi Sao also surrendered her own private fleet of 24 ships and 1,433 pirates wow. that were just her personal command. Right, right. But I this wedding thing like like, i know we don't want to kneel to you but i'll tell you what we'll do the marriage thing we get what we want and you can have some people who are in the room who can go around and say oh no yeah they kneeled to him we Mm -hmm. saw it we saw it happen right i'd take a lie detector test on that we watched them officially kneel and they're like yes we did technically kneel before him (laughs) and violin's like rubbing tiger bomb into his temples like (laughs) whatever gets you the fuck out of here and off my plate Oh, man. So now these notorious pirates are just working for the man. Mm-hmm. And they had to help defeat pirates that they had previously worked with. So awkward little office right. reunion there. <laughs> <laughs> Chiang Po distinguished himself by continuing to be a badass and defeating the Blue Flag fleet. Mm. And in 1813, Chen Yi Sao gave birth to their child, Chiang Yu Lin. Now, not much is known about these years. Probably they were living pretty well on their everything they had in their booty hole, <laughs> handling their business, fighting pirates. But then in 1822, Chung Po Tsai was killed while serving as a colonel, and he was only 36 years old at the time. Damn. Still, he did a lot. In 36 He did years? a lot more. I'm 36 right now, <laughs> almost 37, and I ain't done a fraction yeah, you things. never had to kneel before a governor. Yeah, <laughs> I never sailed up a river and killed 10,000 people. <laughs> you know, you can't really measure yourself against historical figures like no, that. No, they had, le- you know, different opportunities. smaller windows, different opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> a little more exciting lives, I guess. <laughs> Chung Yi Sao returned to her hometown of Guangdong with her child. Records don't mention her other two sons that she had with Chung Yi that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, imagining that both of them were just grown at this point and they're kind of off like doing their own thing, possibly right. also pirates or working for the Chinese 
Chinese Navy or something like that. Right. Um, but Cheung Yu Lin was only nine, so he was still with his mom, and they went to Guangdong. But Cheng Yi Sao, we've got to know her a little bit at this point, and yeah. she's not one to sit quietly and dwindle no. into poverty or something. So instead, she opened an infamous gambling house in Guangdong. Yes. <laughs> so she was like this dope, like, proprietor of this uh, casino, basically. Uh-huh. And she operated it for 20 years and watched her son grow up and give her grandchildren. Probably just as shrewd and savvy as ever with her customers, <laughs> you know, fully like, I know exactly who is broke right now and pretend to have a fortune and who does have a fortune is pretend to be broke, you know. Like, she's she's got all the info. Yeah. Um, so she did probably just fine until she passed away peacefully at the age of 69. Hmm. Nice. Well, that is, oh, wow. Really? <laughs> For a death age? Look. <laughs> like, I know. You hear the number. It's nice. Wow. What a story. Yeah. So that's so much the adventure. story of the, yeah, she, she married a pirate. A notorious pirate, uh-huh. then maybe killed him, then <laughs> married, started sleeping with and and ruling with his adopted son, <laughs> and then married him, and took then over ran his a casino. Yeah. yeah, took over the pirate fleet and then ran a casino. Yeah, what a life! Pretty cool. What a what a couple of romances, you know. <laughs> um, well, I love I love these crazy pirate stories. It's 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 so tough because you do find yourself like rooting for them. I know. And right? then you're like, oh no, they were they were horrible Ooh, people. Yeah. <laughs> Murdered without regard. You know. I uh, guess it's tough because especially if you know anything about who the government they're fighting against. Right. It's like you're both murderous assholes. Oh, like yeah. I yeah. guess I like the rebels over the yeah. the establishment Sometimes more often that's than true. that. But it's not like, always. Yeah, we murdered ten thousand people, but mm-hmm. you subjugated millions and made them live in poverty. Maybe you Very know. True. I don't, I'm not. I don't know I Chinese don't know history. Either. I'm just saying that's the kind of thing you're up against sometimes. Where you're like, which is, you know, you can measure it in deaths, and that's certainly a way to look at it and mm-hmm. say number of deaths is worse on this side. Therefore, they are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. But then maybe if you're looking at quality of life for those people you haven't killed, and you're saying, well. Yours is pretty miserable for mm-hmm. a lot more people. Look, well, that's not what we're here for. Nah. We ain't here to judge uh, and and decide who the good guys and bad guys are. All I can say is they all sounded pretty bad to me. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> they were all bad. Yeah. But it is fun to kind of see how they outsmarted, you know, yeah. the provincial navy and stuff yeah. and all their little close calls and stuff. It's pretty cool. Right, right. Well, fun story. Yeah. Tell us what you thought of this uh, awesome pipe. Chinese pirate story. Love to hear it. We always love hearing your thoughts and your feedback and your suggestions for episodes and yeah. everything else you want to send us. So our email address is romance at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram as well. I'm at oh great, it's Eli. I'm at Diana Might Boom. And then of course you can look up the show at Ridic Romance where we have episode announcements and things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. We're on YouTube also, so just search Ridiculous Romance. Uh-huh. And don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends, neighbors, uncles, and aunts. We love it. We love it. Tell everybody, um, uh, you know, download all these episodes, put them in your booty hole. Yeah. Listen to them again and again. <laughs> and that's 50, babe. We just did 50. 50 episodes. Pretty cool. And two more will be halfway through the year. Yep. Very exciting. That'll be something. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we will uh, catch you on the next one. Love you. Bye. So long, friends. It's time to go. Thanks for listening to our show. Tell your friends, neighbors, uncles, and aunts to listen to our show, Ridiculous Romance. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.